I'm Dave Tussin, and you're listening to George Fox Talks Leadership. Trutian, it's so nice to have you here today. Thank you for joining me. It's been a little while since we got to see each other, but we just had a great lunch, which I'm thankful for. Yes, (laughs) yes. And thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, We've known each other a very long time. And when I was thinking of people I wanted to bring on here, you really quickly popped my mind. You're not close by physically, like uh, you live in a whole different state. So it took a little while to to work this out, but I'm glad we could do it in person today. And, um, you know, a few things that I was excited to just talk with you about today that others can hear is... Uh, I learned so much from you when I got to work with you early in my career about really just life and integrating work and career into life. And it's not about career first as much as a a holistic way that you approach life. Um, And thinking about that and what you and how you and Tony uh, live your lives, I've learned a lot from and thought about over the years. And so um, I've never got to ask you a lot of these questions. It's kind of naturally we talk and relate and I've learned a lot, but I'm actually going to learn some stuff today, I think. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) And and, um, what I was excited also was that people that are, you know, at different parts parts of their life and career, if they think through some of these, they could really on their own um, shape the life that they'd like to have too. So thank you for entertaining the questions. No problem. I'm happy to be here and share what I know and what we've done uh, through our life and see yeah. if people can pick up from that and uh, be helpful. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. And have fun too. Yes. I've always appreciated <laughs> that about you. Yep. Um, so kind of just diving into the deep end right out of the gate. Uh, <laughs> um, we all think about, uh, I think about a lot anyways, you know, what drives me. So for you, when you think about kind of how you approach the world, what are some of either your major moral or spiritual or even just cultural influences that affect, you know, that significantly shaped how you approach the world? Well, that's a big question, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think when you talk about moral, and I think for me, um, always be authentic, truthful, respectful, and always remember to be fair and kind. And I think if you work with that principle um, every from everything you do, it will come out uh, genuine. Mm-hmm. Get that's who you are. Get mm-hmm. that's what your base that you go by, mm-hmm. right? So that's uh, about the moral that I always work with. Now, um, when it comes to, there's a couple of things that you know. When we were in the consulting world, um, there's I remember I heard a lot of people say, "Fake it until you make it." That's yeah. how we make me laugh, right? <laughs> <laughs> I never could follow that. Yeah. For me, and I'm sharing this because I think for um, um, all the recent graduate, this is something to keep in mind is that, in my opinion, you can fake it sometime, but eventually you're going to, the truth's going to be revealed, mm-hmm. right? And what's going to happen to you is that people are going to know and your clients, your customer, your peers, all these people around you eventually you ruin your reputation mm-hmm. and it takes years to rebuild that. Mm-hmm. And so I think I always say, don't fake it. You need to um, remember that on the contrary, just go ahead and say, I don't know, uh, confidently. Mm-hmm. 
um, at all. So, or um, I don't, I'm not prepared to answer this question at this time. And then you can go back and do your own research right. and you come back with the right answer, a thoughtful answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that will establish your trust mm-hmm. you built with your clients, with people around you. Um, but the most important thing is that throughout the years, your reputation is that when you speak, your word matters. Yeah. No one's going to question what you say um, because they know who you are now. They work with you for a long time. You have that. Um, and I continue to operate that way until this day. Um, so that's that to me, uh, it's a really important point uh, to make. Mm-hmm. As far as culture influences, um, well, I grew up in a mixed culture family. So as a young age, I learned how to select the best of both cultures um, and make it mine. Mm-hmm. And then I came to America in my 20s. I got to learn so many wonderful things about this culture, America culture, and I incorporate it into my life as well. And guess what I do with that? I use the same approach about that into my business world. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. I think every time you start a company, um, you need to leave what you think is that I'm accustomed to. I think that's where it needs to be removed for me. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. I say, ah, this is a brand new company. Everybody have their own culture. Every yeah. company going to have their own. And it's my job to go there and learn that culture, mm-hmm. to understand it so that I can learn how to operate successfully for mm-hmm. that culture. But the important thing is that everybody has your own values. For me, understanding the company culture will help me to see if the, their culture aligns with my values. Mm-hmm. Then yep. I can determine whether or not I want to stay with this company or right. not. I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm no. just saying that some culture just doesn't align with yours. Right. And if you're trying to make it fit, it will become very unnatural for you and you won't be successful at it. So learning the culture is key yeah. of uh, every company you go. Yeah. So oh, that, right. uh, that's what I'm thinking. I watched you do all those things. Um, and we did get the chance to work at different companies and in kind of different cultures. And as you describe some of how you how approached it, um, something I always have appreciated about you, you've thought all these things through. <laughs> it doesn't just happen, you know? Um, and and so I learned a lot as I was uh, getting to work around you and just know you over the years. Like, oh yeah, she's really thought this through and has a good reason for all this. Like your answer about the, don't just follow the fake it till you make it advice. You know, actually, here's a great way to do it. And I think a lot of research and things are starting to show that what you described is a really good way to do it. Just like, hey, I don't know, but I'll get you the answer. That's okay. It shows a lot of humble confidence. And you come back, like you said, and then your reputation, like, boom, she'll get the answer. And it'll be a really good answer. Probably a lot better than to just make some garbage up on the spot and pretend like it's good. (laughs) Yes. And and just think about when we in the consulting world, a client. uh, And, you know, I've been in both sides. I was a consultant and then I was a client. Mm -hmm. So I got to see when you can see. Um, you know, shiny suits consultant coming in. <laughs> Somebody who really knows their stuff. Right. And they tell you all these nice sales pitch, but you dig deeper. Yeah. It's not much substance. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where it, it makes you look really bad. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually, you don't represent who uh, your company well right. either if you operate that way. Yeah. 
Um, and another thing is that I also think that people also, uh, when I talk about the point of um, um, understand the culture, some company value teamwork mm-hmm. greatly. Mm-hmm. But I have been a company that teamwork is one thing, but they value individual contribution right. from you because yes. they want to see yeah. how much can you right. produce. Yeah. How, so you have to understand that mm-hmm. so that your performance review reflect the right thing. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you a hard worker, you smart and all that, but you don't understand how to operate. Right. And that right. is a nuances. And I think we get better as we go through our career. Right. Uh, right out the gate, we didn't know any of that. No. You you make mistakes and right. you learn from it. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah. that's where I'm coming from. Yep, and that's yes. paying attention to those cues through through feedback. You know, that's formal or informal. Or if you're you know in the consulting world, you get that feedback in ways that sometimes aren't great. You might not even be hired again. Or you might not even win the business in the first place. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But um, yeah. people always wanted you to, to do their work because they knew that you'd deliver the goods. <laughs> yes, yes. That's part of that reputation. And it's uh, like you said, you were you were thinking about what you were going to say and, and meaning it and knowing you could deliver on it. And people notice that. That's a that's yes. pretty special when that happens. So that's a good good way to start. Good. We're easy start to this thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe building that a little bit and just like, so that's some of your key tenets or, or ways that you approach life and work. You know, when you were starting to get into your professional career and starting out, you know, how did you start out? Kind of where did you start out and how did you find the path? Because <laughs> I think it's kind of an interesting winding road, if I recall. Yes, uh, but my personality, let me just say this up front. My personality is that I'm fearless. That's who I am. So I can't say that it works for everyone. Right. I'm fearless and I am always have an open mind. Mm-hmm. So for me, I started out in financial field for about seven years, right off college. And I got into management position quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but then an opportunity came up to work for a startup company to do SAP technical training. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the job and I did some research. And I, you know, this is before we can research a lot in the internet. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to get books and things like that, put it together. And I say, you know what? I think I can do this. I'm just going to go for it. So I went for an interview, had no idea if they're going to hire me. What they asking for was somebody have to be really strong in finance. Mm -hmm. So that part I have, Mm -hmm. but the other half, I, you know, I study MIS in school, but I never got to practice it. So I don't know much about Mm -hmm. technical. Um, So anyway, so I got the offer. Right. And I said, all right. So all my friends and family was like, you do what now? You left a <laughs> management position that you worked so hard seven years to work for a startup company and have to learn something entirely new, uh, a very complicated ERP system. Because at the time, ERP oh, yeah. system just about, you know, mm-hmm. it's probably popular in Europe at the time, but mm-hmm. not so much in America yet. Um, so I had to learn all that. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. The way I look at it, the control is within me. Yeah. I don't like it. I can walk. Who said that I have to stay? Right. right? So that's something we have to remind ourselves mm-hmm. from time to time is that it's all up to you. So you go in, you learn, you don't like it, then you move on. But luckily, this is the job that ended up the started my long-term career, mm-hmm. which I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, opened so many doors uh, for me through many years. Mm-hmm. So that's how I started, um, but that, 
job. Yeah. Yeah. Did you yeah. go? Do I recall you did uh, some con- like variety of ongoing education? Education is pretty important to you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you talking about education about the work education yeah. in, re- within the job? Yes, I took a lot of um, on the side. I did a lot of readings, and any chance that I get that I think it's a good training, mm-hmm. uh, technical training, I mm-hmm. would go, mm-hmm. or I would trying to do is. It's kind of funny. I hate to use the word back in the day. But yes, it was back in the day that you actually could have a group of people that would challenge you to solve technical issues together. Mm -hmm. And that's how you improve as you go. Mm -hmm. Um, So you learn a lot. Mm -hmm. So now you probably have chat room. You have all these things. Back then, we don't have that. So we would meet and study group for hours. Um, But it's about work related. These are all professional people. And we would share our technical issues right. at work and yeah. how we solve it so the other yeah. one can learn from it. So right. it's really fun and it's about configuration all the way to yeah. coding. Yeah. So it's a lot. But uh, it, it's a little like your fearless comment. You just like to learn. Yes. You know, um, and you're self-motivated learner. Um, it's just they're like kind of hard problems. How can I figure this out? And that is uh, a really good uh, <laughs> thing to have when you're approaching life, I'd say, just like that. I'm going to figure it out. Yes, and have a curious mind. And yeah. I think I think it, it, when you came out of college, we all eager, right? Mm-hmm. We want to learn and we excited and all that. So you have, it's a great attitude mm-hmm. to have. Um, but you have to keep in mind that you need to be curious, not just eager and waiting for people to hand things to mm-hmm. you. You got to go take the initiative mm-hmm. yourselves and saying, you know, I didn't get this at work. How can I get that? You talk to people, mm-hmm. managers, peers, and a lot of time, you have no idea, just a quick conversation during lunch, and then ding, ding, something come up. People right. saying, oh, my God, this is great. I'm going to go learn about it. Mm-hmm. But that's how I improve my technical skills as I go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that was something that first I noticed, too. Um, you just knew so much. And it was not that anybody here had really taught you it as much as you had pursued the knowledge. <laughs> yes. And, and um I think that's a, a thing that's helped me in my career uh, as well as just that curiosity, like you said, and the self-driven approach to, I, I want to figure that out. How could I, what could I do with that? I mean, asking other people in these study groups or things um, probably was really helpful, but just that aspect, not waiting for somebody to tell you to go do something, but saying, oh, what else could I, could I learn? Um, it's a dangerous thing because you can end up overworking. <laughs> Well, we're going to get to that pretty soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a, in a, in a, in a few it. minutes, right? Um, which is uh, another thing we both yeah. worked on over the years. Yeah. But, um, but if you put yourself, I think one of the things that be, I always like to put myself in, a, push myself out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And I think that's key. If yeah. you always feel comfortable, then you stop growing. Yeah. Because I find it. Right. if I, It's just like even with music, something of my hobby. Mm-hmm. If I keep singing and doing the same type of music, that I like, mm-hmm. then I'm always going to be good at that, but mm-hmm. I can't be good at other genre, right? right. So I expose myself to anything mm-hmm. that I feel I can do mm-hmm. and try it. Now, mm-hmm. sometimes I try it, I just like, okay, it's not me. I can't do right. it. I don't enjoy it. Right. But you got to expose yourself to it. Sure. So again, push yourself, put yourself in a little right. bit of uncomfortable. And it, like, it's good for you. Yeah. And like you said, oh, I don't like that. Actually, I'm not going to do that anymore. But 
at least give it a try. Same with food, right? Yeah, exactly. You eat some, you said, okay, I'm going to try this weird food. You know, you eat bugs in another yeah. country. I tried it. Yeah. I wasn't scared. Yeah. People eat around me. They survive. I'm not going to yeah, die. Exactly. Just going to give it a try and see how it goes. Um, I think uh, the next question I have, I, I, it's a little bit of a, I might know the answer, but I'm, I'm still curious. Did you intentionally want to become a team leader or did you just kind of naturally gravitate towards it? Um, well, it was never so a I meant conscious... you as a team leader. You yes. were you were the leader of the team I was part of, and it was you know a natural leadership type of thing. But some yeah. people still might not. That might be a pretty natural leader. Might not take on a formal leadership role. Yeah. Um. And so you did both. <laughs> was I, it on purpose, or was it just kind of like you wound up there? I'm curious. I would say that. Uh, it's a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. So it was never my conscious decision to decide that I'm going to be some sort of manager or CEO or director. It never something mm -hmm. crossed my mind mm -hmm. to do that. So it wasn't conscious, but basically people told me I'm good at it before I realize it. Mm -hmm. And in a way, it was kind of nice because it puts you in a very relaxed right. uh, mentality to get where you need to be right. instead of this right. is... I'm going to have to climb right. all this step because right. that's where I want to end up. So you, it could, for me, that would not never work for me because that's not my personality. Mm -hmm. I like to see how things checks out. Right. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so that's how I get into, um, decide to, okay, leadership is something I'm good at. Yeah. Let's go for it. But I want to make this point. I never decide to go straight into leadership. I decided, okay, leadership's great. Seems like I have the natural ability. Let's observe around me. So I decided that I want to sit back. I take my time, look around all the leaders around me so that I know what to do mm -hmm. and what not to mm -hmm. do. And so that allowed me to get better at it mm -hmm. by the time I make myself known to people that I work with, I would like to be in the management position, mm -hmm. then I'm equipped mm -hmm. because I decide to do that on my own. Um, and I think that take listening skills, the the way I see it, you talk a little less, you learn a lot more, right? Because um, when people hear you talk so much about what you know, people stop sharing <laughs> of what they know. So you learn nothing. Mm -hmm. So I'm always the first one to say, I don't know. And sometimes I know a little bit. I still say I don't know. It's not because I'm not being truthful. I feel like in front of these people, I know nothing. Mm -hmm. They have so much for me to learn from. So I better be quiet <laughs> and let them teach me. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I observe. Um, in my case, <laughs> I've been exposed to both sides of the spectrum, bad leaders yeah. and good, inspiring yeah. leaders, Unfortunately, I've been exposed to more bad leaders mm -hmm. than inspiring leaders, but it was challenging at times. But guess what? It taught me a lot yeah. what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what you do. You turn the negative thing into a positive thing for yourself because at the end of the day, you learn so much from, mm, that's not the right way to do it. Right? Right? Because you don't want <laughs> oh, that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> We've yeah. been in situations yeah. like that. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's how... I end up in a lot of leadership role. So you've been talking about work, leadership, but this kind of curiosity and drive that I think we both have 
can overdo it sometimes. You know, we might go too far with this that is maybe unhealthy at times, but I've also really respected and appreciated and learned a lot from you about finding this balance in work and life. Thank you. Sometimes I'm like, we yeah, tried. <laughs> you we have tried. done it. <laughs> um, and still both of you have been very accomplished and, and impactful in your jobs over the years. So kind of just talk through how you intentionally find that balance and what are some of your checks in your head? Like, Ooh, I'm getting a little imbalanced. What do I need to do? How do you use that to make changes, you know, in life or career? I'm curious about that. That's a, actually, I, I think that's a very common thing. Everybody's oh, yeah. going through, right? <laughs> yeah. When you have a job and you have a family life and kids and all that. Um, for me, always, uh, it, when I got out of college, I have already made up my mind that my life is number one priority, my personal life. Mm. Work, I view work as a way to enhance my life, to support my life goals. It's not the other way around. And so once you have that foundation, and that's what you go by, then you set, you ground it, mm -hmm. because you know exactly where you stand. So you know when things not going mm -hmm. that align with your personal goal, mm -hmm. you're going to move away from it. Mm -hmm. Now, you might get off track mm -hmm. a little bit, because jobs, promotions, um, a, a lot of incentive that could get you, you know, company would mm -hmm. trying to throw more money at yeah. you, better title. Yeah. So I call that seduction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's, yeah. Right. Um, but you have to step back and say, so what? Yeah. Remember what you set out to do? This is not what you want yep. in the long term. So don't get into it. Yep. Um, and if you get into it, you have to tell yourself, I'm going to do it for a year and see how it goes. But it's not something I'm going to do for a long time. Um, so that's how the way I see it, that's how I view. So, for example, if I, um, and it happened in the past, that I have a really great opportunity to be a director mm -hmm. at a place and promotion, the money, everything, you name it. It was like perfect. But it disrupts my personal life because I have other people in my life that I have to think about, my family. And I say, you know what? I have to turn it down. Mm-hmm. Because the way I see it, family and your life's goal stay with you forever. Yeah. Jobs comes and go. Mm -hmm. You either quit because it no longer satisfied your uh, aspiration or uh, the company lay on. You can go through that. And mm -hmm. guess what do, you, what do you end up with? Nothing. Yeah. If you're not careful. Yeah. So you have to, that's again, it's your values, yep. your belief. You have to keep that. Yeah. And I, I practice it. Up until this day, mm -hmm. I still operate that way. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it serves me well right. for my uh, goal. Mm -hmm. It serves me well, yeah. And like you said, those things can sometimes get a little bit of out of balance. But as long as you're paying attention to it, then you can decide, you know, how long you can leave it out of balance or um, how, that you need to, like, put it back yeah. in the right order. So for me, it's the same sort of thing, kind of like my spiritual faith is top of the list, like my my family is next, um, kind of my friends in my community, and work is like below that. Yes. <laughs> and mm -hmm. at times, work has come above some of these things and caused disruption, but I'm like, nope, that's got to get back down. These other things yeah. need to be in the right kind of arrangement, right order of my priorities and concern, and then they need to be kind of existing in the way I feel good about. And then yes. work is good. But if those other things fall below work yeah 
it's when I'm really not in a good way. And, and I, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I think it's kind of interesting because a lot of time, if people that don't know how you and I work and they just heard what we said, mm-hmm. they're going to say, well, these people are not really, <laughs> uh, you know, put the company as a priority. And no, that's not true. Right. We work very hard. Yeah. And when I'm working, I deliver. Yeah. I'm proud to say it yeah. until this day. And I would work long nights, oh, hours, yeah. why we both <laughs> yeah. did when yeah. we worked together. <clears throat> because I'm thinking at the bottom line that if I don't do a good job, the people that were promised good work never going to get that work. Mm-hmm. So I have to deliver it no matter what. Do I like it? Mm-hmm. No. Do mm-hmm. I want to work 24 hours for many days? No. But I did it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I want to go on doing it. Right. I knew what I signed up for. I'm going to deliver the goods. I'm going to deliver it, yeah. but then I'm going to have a talk. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Open no. conversation. Yeah. And I think um, a lot of, of uh, people out there are afraid to have that kind of honest conversation with your manager mm-hmm. and explaining where you have to come from a good place when you explain it. Mm-hmm. You're not come from criticizing the company mm-hmm. a negative way. That's not it. You have to explain, I did work. I delivered this. Yes, you did give me money, but I'm not asking for money. I'm asking for balance. Mm-hmm. This is not sustainable. Right. So you have to be able to address that. Yep. And I think, and, and I'm not saying that I'm always able to manage that, yeah. but I get better as I get older yeah. and I have more experience. Yeah. So I know how to explain those things, articulate it in in a better way, mm-hmm. um, then I have a better result, mm-hmm. right? People would, would realize that. But when you were younger, you just got a little clamped up yeah. and frustrated and didn't right. know how to approach it. <laughs> yeah. And you either quit yeah. or too afraid to say anything, right? right? That's what I've, I've noticed a fair amount of um, people do, which is I understand why. Uh, I'm just going to quit because this isn't working. But uh, you might be surprised if you engage in a in a dialogue like you're describing um, what might be possible. Yes. <laughs> and it, what might happen. It's very healthy, yeah. actually. And I think um, and I I observed through the years that I've seen a new um, wave of managers now. Mm-hmm. I could see that that dialogue start mm-hmm. to happen because I think when they were younger, that was just like me. Right. That happened to all of <laughs> yeah, us, yes. and so we're trying to I'm not do better. Do that. <laughs> so I, I do yeah. have hopes that we hadn't uh, yeah. overall in a corporate world, we heading the the right direction. Yeah, you know, we're yeah. not there yet, but we're heading not there. Perfect, so it's it's good. Yeah, that's another thing I've noticed um, when I work at a company or different places. I usually kind of look at people that are higher up or towards the top of the company, and kind of like, what's their life like, <laughs> and mm-hmm. then. You know, if I pursue or progress that company, um, you know, you probably won't fall too different from your destination in terms of how life would be than theirs. So then it's like you said culture earlier. Is that a place I'd want to wind up if I mm-hmm. stayed here a while and was really good at, you know, being an employee? If, if I don't really like what I see there, that could be a cue for like, mm-hmm. maybe I don't want to. And, and everybody's got different ideas of what good is and, and that's fine and good so maybe somebody's like yeah that is what i want it to be and another person say i don't want to have my life like that good that's good for both of them to know stay there if yeah. you're the one that likes what you see if you're the one that doesn't like probably a temporary yeah. thing but just noticing yeah. those things has been really helpful for me to kind of navigate career stuff over time a long time ago um one of the few bosses that when i was in my 20s said something that stuck with me forever and she said to me, 
you you bring yourself everywhere you go. Hmm. So if you want a different result from a new job, you are the one who need to mm-hmm. recognize what needs to change. Mm-hmm. It's not a new company will bring that to you. Right. <laughs> On paper, yeah. <laughs> everybody will saying all the wonderful things to yeah. get you into a company, but that's 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 how it is. That's reality. Right. During an interview, you sell yourself, they sell them, you know, the, their company, and then yeah. you you will get in and you say, that's not what I expected. <laughs> yeah. Right? And so what do you do? You quit? No. Then you have to adjust your expectation. Yeah. So again, these are things that you learn and you get better at it as mm-hmm. you have more experience. So these are things you won't know. In, in my no, right. first three to five years out of college, I learned the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> right? But it's okay. Yeah. And I think that's okay. Yeah. If you make that mistake, you have so much time yeah. throughout your career to correct it. But to be sure, don't make the same mistakes right. twice. Learn. <laughs> Learn from it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Some of what we've been talking about here is kind of not a traditional mold. You know, you didn't really follow any mold or pattern um, as you navigate career. Um, it's just a very individual way. You know, what are some either people, you mentioned if you already, books or things you've done that have helped you grow as a person and leader to kind of carve your own way? Um, I'm actually not the one who will go around and say, I read books and leadership. Yeah. Um, even though I, from time to time, would listen to a great, uh, I do listen to great TED Talks yeah. that I think it's great. And yeah. I would listen. Um, or I would read some great articles when I come across. But it, it's not that I'm against reading those books. I want it be, to be authentic. Yeah. I find if you read those books, and I have seen it, people start to repeat what they said in the book. So mm-hmm. then you have a set of all the managers start talking the same language. Right. And so it's loose. I just don't find it's real. Mm-hmm. And when you're not real and true, you can inspire people. You right. can't get people to follow you because they say, oh, I can read the same book. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so I'm actually the one who will say, no, I don't. I, I've heard about those books. Yeah. I don't, I don't read them. Uh, I mainly relied on my experience, my instinct, and uh, to make those decisions. And for me, when you make the decision, how do I know it's the right decision? Because I always go back to my principle. Truthful, mm-hmm. being truthful, and always have good intention. Because mm-hmm. think about it, everything you come out, you do it with a good intention. How bad could it be? Yeah. Now, people might disagree with you, but if they look deeper, they say, well, she has great intentions. It might not be the result we like, but at the end of the day, it's the intention that matters. So I stick to that. Hmm. So I, I find it uh, it works for me. Mm-hmm. And so I operate that way for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess you'll have to write your own book and then other people can read that. <laughs> no. um, well, a little bit, you know, shifting like you've been talking about too. Learning happens a lot at some of the hardest times in our careers. Um, what were some of the most challenging leadership points you had and kind of what were some of those big learnings you had from them? (laughs) Oh boy. Um, how about we talk about when I was an individual contributor when I was younger, I find being in charge without authority and without an official title, Mm -hmm. it was very difficult to navigate. Hmm. Um, but as you get older, 
it is a challenge. I think it's still a challenge, a challenging thing now for a lot of company to deal with that they want people to prove it first before mm-hmm. they give them that title. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I get older, I realize that it's not bad if you know how to do it, mm-hmm. right? So you have to know how to inspire people. Mm-hmm. You have to be uh, um, um, uh, genuine in your approach. Yeah. And once people see that, and I think people just follow you. Yeah. And so I don't want to use the word influence others, but in a way, you inspire them to follow you. You don't have to force them to follow you. Right. Because when we think of authority, when we think we're in charge, we need that authority. Because right. you're young, you come out, yeah. and who's going to listen to you? You have to be in charge of somebody who have 15 years more experience, right. and you feel intimidated mm-hmm. to tell them, to guide them, because you say, they look at you like, what do you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right, mm-hmm. so it's harder as you when you were younger to mm-hmm. get to, to to be put in that position, but once you have a little bit of experience, and I learned that well, it was not that hard. Mm-hmm. Just be true to yourself. Again, I'm always coming back to that. Authenticity is very important, mm-hmm. um, and de- deliver what you say you deliver. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if you if you don't have that, people won't follow you. You know, they think you flaky. And right. being a leadership in a role, flaky is the worst thing you yeah. want to hear, yeah. right? Yeah. So to me, that's yeah. about being individual, uh, individual contributor. Now, as a leadership, I find the most challenging thing is that the balance between motivating, empathizing, and managing expectation of your team. Could that could go off. Uh, in a very different direction mm-hmm. because I have watched people so empathizing to the point that now it's become a vent session. Empathize is one thing. Mm-hmm. You empathize, you understand, you listen, so you can guide. Mm-hmm. Not just so that every time you see each other, it's about venting and it's turned to a negative thing and you learn nothing from it for both of you. Because right. I want to learn from my team too, yeah. right? Um, so I, I find that is quite challenging. Um, so, so I'm telling you this story. It's kind of funny. So one time I was managing a team. I have two team members. Um, I assigned a task to work on together. And they did not like how, personally, they like each other. But from the work approach, they didn't like how the other one's idea. So they keep going back and forth. For two weeks, nothing get done. So each of them come to me and complain about the others. I listen. And once I listened for a while, I said, all right, how about this? I give you two options. You have 30 days. You too. Work it out. Figure it out. Come to an agreement so you can get this task done. Or I'm happy to give you one. But guess what happened when I give you one? I hold you accountable whether you like it or not. <laughs> then you have to deliver the deadline that I set. So you pick. And guess which one did they pick? Their own. Their own. So (laughs) that to me is a practice that took me a while to to fine tune it Mm -hmm. that you step in too soon when you're in leadership. Mm -hmm. You kind of ruin teaching people on how to work together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Think about it. We all have siblings, Mm -hmm. most of us. Unless you're the only child, but most of us have siblings. At home, you're going to fight. You're going to have disagreement. Did your parents every time go in and break it apart and they say, deal with it? Right, so I look at how my mom taught me when I was young and figure it out. <laughs> but when I step in, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
And so I use that approach a lot more often, and I realize that, ah, I finally make overcame a little bit of what I find was challenging when I was younger mm -hmm. in a leadership role. Because mm -hmm. you need to let people figure things out for themselves. Yeah. You step in and hold their hand how to solve issues, right. especially people issues the worst. Yeah, yes, they're hard. Technical <laughs> issues is right. so easy. Oh, yeah. I never... You know, I don't know. Took me a while to figure it out. I'll get there. But the people issues, yeah. Yeah. that's a very complicated, right. you know, people. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah. It's not, yeah. um, no two are the same. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I appreciate those two things. Yeah, on the um, kind of the individual contributor front, I talk with people a lot too. Just getting the title is not going to solve things for mm -hmm. you. Just getting the authority. If you can't figure out how to work with other people effectively without a title, it's not going to really be easier. <laughs> and yeah. everybody still has peers, it turns out, almost regardless of what level. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you gotta, you got to yeah. be able to influence people like you were saying and um, work with them versus just say, now I'm in charge. I have the title, so do this. And like that's on that second point, too really shouldn't be doing somebody else's job for them. <laughs> yes. And yes. so it's about enabling and helping them figure out yeah. how to work well together and give them space and guidance when, when needed so they stop spinning yeah. around. And yeah. I learned a lot of those things by watching you and, and having some time to work with you. So really appreciate yeah. that. And um, those are real life things. I mean, that's just like everybody will face those things in their in their workspace at some yes. point. <laughs> yes. And people will say, yeah. I, can't, I can't work with anybody you guys just don't understand. <laughs> Probably a good point to look in the mirror and say, what's going on here? Like you said. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and, and that's called, again, flexibility. Hmm. It, it teaches you so much to be flexible. And you know how I, I always find it's interesting when people either use the word I said earlier, I'm accustomed to, or um, uh, I like to work one way. Mm -hmm. You can't. You, if you that rigid... First of all, it will show you you will have a difficult time to get a job interview. When I interview people now and I hear people, this is what I like to do and this is the only thing I like to do, I'm worried for them. Yeah. Because that's not how I can bring them in to a big corporate that this is all you do. We can't right. promise you that, right? right. Because job change, change exactly. the, your role <laughs> keeps changing right. and you grow with it. People yeah. have to look at it as an exciting opportunity to grow with it. Mm -hmm. It's not about, I only want to do this. Now, I understand if you say, I'm going to be a surgeon. Yeah, right. You're going to have to be a surgeon because <laughs> right. that's your goal. Right. I get it. But if you have business degree, you know, in general, there's so many avenues for you to go into. Mm -hmm. You don't have to uh, box yourself into mm -hmm. like one little mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Well, maybe that's a good segue to, um, I think, where we'll start to wrap up. If you could give yourself one piece of advice to the 22-year-old version of yourself, what would it be? I'm really curious. Uh, I would say uh, learn to manage expectations. Hmm. I find it, that's the hardest thing, like I mentioned earlier, how I remember when I got out of college, you know, people always use the word, you hungry, because you want to yeah. start your own life, real job. Uh, you work so hard. You just want to learn everything. And and in my personality, I got so curious. I put my hands on everything, learn as much. It's like, I was like a sponge, just absorbing, right? And some managers kind of recognize it, but then they kind of took advantage mm -hmm. of it. So <laughs> I have so much work, more than anybody else. And I always deliver it 
Um, but my plate was full at the yeah. time. So I got burned out. And mm -hmm. I just, I think that's one thing. If I have to do it all over again, that's something I have to do up front. Because you're not just set expectation for the company. You set expectation for yourself. Right. This is what the job expected me to do. I have to make sure first I meet that expectation. Don't try to exceed it. A lot of people say, I have to exceed. No, exceed comes later. Mm -hmm. First meet it first. Because you hurry because you give it all, all at once, you burn out. Mm -hmm. That's just not, you know, and you put yourself in a situation that people are taking advantage of you, right? Because yeah. nobody told me that. Right. Because of my personality, I just think if I can do more, I should, should give more. Just go get her. Go. go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I just like that satisfaction. Yeah. Uh, I can do more for right. people. Yeah. But that's not healthy for me. So mm -hmm. like I said, you have to start in any, for me, in any career, if I go back as a young lady, I would tell myself, no, don't rush. Just take your time. Meet the expectation the first year. The second year, you can exceed it. Mm -hmm. But don't go in with the first six months and make yourself a star by accident. In my case, it was never an intention to be a star. But I put myself as somebody who willing to work so many hours. Mm -hmm. And that was the wrong uh, way. I look back and say, oof, I wish somebody would stop me and yeah. say, don't do that. Right. Um, so I'm hoping somebody listen to this can yeah. learn from that. There's nothing wrong with meet a solid expectation on yeah. your first year. Yeah, I don't see good. any problem with it. And you mm -hmm. can learn so much when you're doing that, like you said, about culture, team dynamics, other things than if you're just really focused on just one particular thing and it's not sustainable. I mean, <laughs> And not to mention, if you do too much all at once, and guess what? Your expectation of your manager now is unrealistic because you've only been there a year and you asked for a promotion, a right. brand new title. Right. Who can I give that to you in reality? <laughs> Doesn't happen a lot, yeah. Right? <laughs> so you, you have a wrong expectation right. to begin with. So like I said, manage expectation of yourself Mm -hmm. making sure you understand the expectation mm -hmm. of the manager. And not all managers can just give you a promotion well, right away. Yeah. There's process, yeah, exactly. all of that. <laughs> um, so learn the culture and understand how all those things work. Mm -hmm. And then make a plan for yourself and go steady but solid. Mm -hmm. um, that would help you in the long term. Yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah. very good. Good advice, yeah. and I I could have used that when I was twenty two. Also, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, any other thoughts or things you want to share, or any questions you have for me? Otherwise, we can wrap it up. But I've really appreciated this. Well, I would love to hear that. That now you big hot shots, <laughs> uh, yeah, moving up in your career, and you been doing really well because you know we know each other and mm -hmm. we talk a lot and i'm happy to see that and i just want to know what uh, you know now i can learn from you too because you, <laughs> you will pick up some new things that i don't know and would like to hear it that mm. you think it's valuable mm. um to share mm. from leadership perspective yeah. no i hear what you're saying um I think it's just been so fascinating the last few years. A lot of the, the topics that we've talked about in the last bit here are still relevant, but they're changing quite rapidly along people's expectations or people are able to move around between companies a lot. And so trying to strike this balance um, of working and leading amongst a team and, and really having empathy for people, but still like you're part of a company mm -hmm. and what does that mean? 
and people now are quickly leaving companies because they're like, whatever, I don't like that place anymore. I can get more money over here. Um, you know, kind of defining for ourselves, what are we doing? Why are we here? Um, and being able to explain that to people in an authentic way, I think is more important than ever. And, and not that many people do that, even in high leadership positions in an authentic way. And so I think it's just pulling together a lot of the, the thoughts you, you've mentioned, we've talked about, but in a way that is very explainable. And I think companies and individuals that do this well are going to have a bounty of opportunities mm-hmm. and and feel pretty good about work. I mean, I feel better about work and my work prospects than I ever have before. Um, and I have a lot more kind of ability to choose what I want to do, but it's mostly mm-hmm. because I've been able to think about these different dimensions of of life and work and company and personal and create kind of a balance that I feel good about. And then the more we can share them with people, the more that I think we can create better workplaces in the future and mm-hmm. people that are happier at work. Yeah. I used to, growing up, think leaders, like you alluded to, like I thought leader was like a terrible word. Like they're all bad people. Mm-hmm. They're not nice. And it's like, wow, I, I and we are creating what leadership means going forward. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of a big responsibility and an exciting opportunity. And it's not what people have done in the past. And and so it's new ground, but I, I think it starts with, you know, just how do you want to show up um, as a person and what sort of balance in your life do you want to have? And then the rest can come out of that. But also just the learning piece like yeah. you talked about. I mean, I don't think I'm, I'm saying anything new. You've covered it all. That's why I invited you here to learn, you know, <laughs> share your learnings with other people. But <laughs> um, the pace of, of change and the nature of change is accelerating for sure um, yeah. and, and, and quite different. Um, and it's not going to slow down. So yeah. I think people that will thrive in this space are folks that can um, really uh, live out these kind of aspects of of navigating that we've talked about and um and really it's our responsibility to help others do it because not everybody just kind of naturally intuitively figures this stuff out so uh there's lots of opportunity but some people could be left behind if they don't get help being being brought into this new way and i agree with you that totally leadership can be taught and you can learn and the more you practice the better you get Mm -hmm. But I always tell people, but it needs to be from within, mm-hmm. from you. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be I'm copying somebody. Because right. it's never work. Yeah. And it looks so <laughs> awkward and just uncomfortable for yeah. the people in front of you who have to follow this awkwardness. Right. It, it just it just I, never worked. I said something about that sort of thing to somebody the other day. It's like, I just don't, I don't want to be the tin man, you know, like <laughs> just a robot that's going along like with no heart. It's kind of like just stumbling along yeah. like... I want to I want to have have the heart and be authentic and I have one thing I forget. Mm-hmm. I made a note here and I just realized I haven't shared with you and I thought it's something that a lot of uh, my younger mentees that I've been doing quite a bit of that lately have asked me um, that they watch my career and they found that sometime I go from leaving a management position back into individual contributor mm-hmm. and they asked me was that strategic Oh, is that? I said, oh, definitely. Yeah. And I want to share that because I know it's not as conventional. Mm-hmm. It's most people afraid that if you leave a, a management position, you can't get back into it. Mm-hmm. I think differently. I think for me, the reason I did what I did is that 
First of all, I want my technical skills fresh. You in management position, you don't do the right. hands work anymore. Um, so I look at it that technology is moving fast. Mm-hmm. And after you're out of it for a while, so what? You read books and all that, but until you get your hands on it. Yeah. So I like the technical aspect. So I would get back into it. First, it's for me. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I know if I get back into, when I get back into management position, I can speak confidently because yeah. I know the detail to support my team, yeah. to be their advocate when they need me mm-hmm. because I know what they're going through. And of course, to, you know, kind of spot somebody who's trying to pull a fast one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so to me, that that uh, I know it's not conventional, but I want to share, I want yeah. to let people know that it's there. You yeah. can do that. And it wasn't hard to get back in. That's exactly how I explained it during the interview when mm-hmm. people ask me, well, you went back to do this and I explained why I did it. Yeah. That's honest. Yeah. And I always get the next leadership job. Mm-hmm. I never, if I feel like, okay, now I want to do this, I go do it. I come back to where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think like, again, when you're honest and straightforward and confident about why you're doing the things you do, I'm not going to worry about my resume like people are going right. to, because I could see a lot of younger people have shared with me, well, you know, I really like this job, but I'm afraid if I leave this, you know, middle manager position, going back doing this, I say, if you gain a lot from that and you like it, go for it. Yeah. Because you can always get back into management. It's not that difficult. If you saw it, you can always get back. Mm-hmm. So again, be the expert in your field. Be kind, be authentic, and confident about things you don't know. Yeah, I think that's the hardest thing for all of uh, younger people who didn't have enough experience yet to realize that. Nope. You, when you the word I don't know is very powerful. Yeah, I don't know that yet. Because <laughs> you can you for, in your role, yeah. you can train that person properly, right? Because they told you they don't know, mm-hmm. but if they dance around. You're going to teach them the wrong thing because you thought they already know the other right. part. Yeah. That's why I say, don't do that. It's, yeah. it's not good for you. Just come out and say it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. This was awesome. Really appreciate yeah. it. And um, well, I know a lot of people will learn from this as I have again today. Oh, and well, thank you, David. Looking Thanks, forward uh, to many, many more times ahead. Oh. Thanks for having me. This is a, a spin of pleasure. And I, I enjoy doing this kind of work and share. To me, it's not, I'm still learning. I just want whoever listened to this. It's it's a work in progress all the time. Mm-hmm. You have to continue learning. Um, so I learn from you too, you know. Uh, all the people that have worked with us, once in a while call me and I say, what? <laughs> I haven't heard that. You know, that kind of thing. Right. So it's yeah. wonderful uh, to continue to learn. Yeah. Oh. Well, thank you. Thank you, David. Big thanks to George Fox Digital for producing this podcast. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to the George Fox Talks podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you stream from. And if you want to dig in more to this stuff or see what else George Fox community is talking about, check out georgefox.edu forward slash talks or by searching on YouTube for George Fox Talks.